0: Welcome to the Accidentally Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Hashi, and this episode is brought to you by Synergy Athletics with locations in Vestal, Binghamton, and Endwell. Now, the Accidentally Fit Podcast is for those adults, those parents, those busy people who have a different goal in life other than just fitness for fitness's sake. This podcast is not about adding five pounds to your bench press, a couple extra ounces to your squat, or shaving a couple tenths off of one of your sprint times. This, is, this podcast is designed to help guide you through the, the tougher questions in a busy adult life, like, how do I take care of my fitness with a full-time job? How do I take care of my fitness during a stressful time where now I'm taking care of my parents? How do I take care of fitness with my kids at home when they're, being, they're going through virtual learning? All we're going to do is provide some helpful little tips along the way. This isn't going to be a lifestyle overhaul because those are usually short-lived. Instead, we want to help you to that mirror moment that I mentioned in the intro episode. And that's that moment when you, maybe the change of seasons, you grab an old pair of pants to put them on, you stand in front of the mirror, and you say to yourself, wow. And that wow is either said with a little bit of frustration, like, wow, these don't fit anymore. Or, wow, I can't believe these are a little bit looser on me. The adults that I've seen get results in the long term take this accidentally fit approach. They do small little tweaks over time to get the best results. So they are genuinely surprised. Like, I can't believe those couple workouts a week and cleaning up my diet really paid off. Or the flip side is... I can't believe those extra couple snack bars a day and grabbing a handful of candy at work out of the jar that someone always puts there has led me down this path of being accidentally unfit. The challenge is with exercise is that we don't realize the results until a time in the future. But today, we want to start giving you habits that are easy to implement so that time in the future can be done with celebration. It's like that time just comes out of nowhere, but it'll be there, guaranteed. It could be a doctor's appointment, it could be the mirror... It could be just you playing with your kids and realizing that you can actually keep up with them now. But regardless of when that moment happens, it is coming. And instead of doing a whole, whole, just restrictive diet, crazy workouts lifestyle that's not sustainable, we're going to make small tweaks, which over time will get you the results you want. Today's topic is on decision making and how to make decision making Much, much easier when it comes to making the right choices for your health and fitness. The basic concept is this. You want to minimize the number of decisions you need to make. Here's example number one. If you decide what you want to eat when you walk into the kitchen each day, that's maybe three times a day, seven days a week. That's 21 decisions you need to make. Now, most adults get breakfast okay. They're not under a lot of stress. They wake up. They have a routine. So you really don't even need to worry too much about that one. Lunch, maybe they pack it. Maybe they bring it to work. Lunch is usually okay. Dinner is usually off the rails because your willpower muscle is a little bit lower. And perhaps you convinced yourself that eating less earlier in the day would work out. You consume less calories. And then you end up having twice as much for dinner and things fall off. So you need to identify where the trouble areas are. Is My mother, the English teacher, would be embarrassed of that statement. But we're going on anyway. So you need to uh, identify your trouble areas. If you fall off at breakfast, if you wake up and have a cinnamon roll and a donut, well, you probably want to limit that decision. Same with lunch, same with dinner. And here's how to do it. Here's an absolutely doable tactic. Once a week, you write yourself a menu. I'm not calling it meal prep because it has a negative connotation. I want to think back to those good old days. High school, middle school, you got that menu and you checked off the boxes of lunches you wanted to buy and your parents would send you with, back in my day, I think it was a dollar twenty to get the school lunch or your bag lunch. So you made that decision even as a child much earlier on. But now as adults, we think we're immune and we think we can just make those decisions when we're hungry. We think we go grocery shopping when we're hungry. Not a great idea. So what you want to do, again, you sit down and write a menu for wherever your trouble areas are. Now, if that is breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you should plan breakfast, lunch, and dinner. If it's just lunch, if you just go out to eat too much, it should be just lunch. If it's lunch and dinner, do lunch and dinner. But write down your menu. Now, take that menu and create your grocery list. Now, only buy the items on your grocery list to serve that menu. Now, when the week hits... You're going to be able to stick to it because you won't have any other choices. Those decisions have already been made. You're not going through the decision-making process 21 times, three meals a day, seven days a week. You're going through it once a week. And you're making the decisions at a time where you are of sane mind and not of growling stomach. And you write out what you want your menu to look like. Listen, it does not need to be 100% health food. You can add in some cheat meals. You can add in some treats, whatever it is. What you want to start refraining yourself from is the mindless eating. And if you write down in the menu, including those treats and including some meals that you want, and you buy it up front, you're going to be much happier. And over time, you're going to get the results you want because you're eliminating that extra mindless food eating. So this isn't meal prep. This is simply acting like we did when we were kids and we knew what we were doing, but we could make our, our menus and work ahead. The second thing I want to provide on this topic is when you make your dinner menu, this is for the parents, feel free to do the same thing that we used to be done to us when we were kids, post it on the refrigerator and let the kids choose that meal or let them choose one of a couple other options. Now, I have three kids, so what we used to do was, all right, well, what's for dinner? Well, my wife would say, I'm going to get rotisserie chicken. Uh, two kids will say, I don't want that. One kid will say, Yeah, I want it. We ended up every night in a whole cluster F of trying to decide what's going to what we're gonna make and it ends up being something unhealthy just to keep the kids quiet. However, when we simplify the process by providing them the menu, it makes them feel like an important part of the family and an integral part in the decision making process. We say, Here's what our, our meal is here's two other options you can make on your own. Now teach them those other options and make them moderately healthy. Let them have input on it. So the other night we had uh, spinach sausage uh, potato soup. One child liked it. One did not. He knew that he could go and make himself a turkey and cheese sandwich or a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and choose one of three healthy sides. So without any argument, he said, I don't want that. He had his meal prepped and he had it at the table. He's eight years old and he's able to handle it now so much better than when we would just say, hey, here's what I want. What do you guys think? And it just opened up Pandora's box. So tip number one is write your menu. Tip number two, if you have other people in the house, share that menu and let them choose other options that they, that they want or decide and make sure that they are empowered to do so. It has taken a lifetime of stress off of our dinner time eating. And after working with thousands of adults, one of the biggest questions or, or almost speed bumps they have, you know what, I'm going to choose a stronger word. One of their strongest excuses is that my kids won't eat healthy, therefore I'm not going to eat healthy. There are ways that you can mitigate it and meet them where they're at. This is one of them. We'll talk plenty of other tactics as the podcast goes on, but this is a very powerful one. Let them choose a couple options. You have your option. They need to be able to make their own option if they want it. And the last tip for today, I like to work for threes, is your exercise schedule. If you wake up in the morning and say, hmm, self, do I feel like exercising today? It's like you're you know, talking to the mirror, mirror on the wall. It's going to be tough to get yourself to exercise. The same time that you write down your menu, you should plan out your weekly exercise. You write it on your calendar. You take out all the stress out of decision-making because it's done for you and you simply do it. Now that exercise doesn't have to be something intense and maybe you give yourself a different option of if that day you're not feeling great, you can default to a two-mile walk instead of a 60-minute lifting routine. However, you wanna eliminate those decisions that you are weighing weighing you down every day. So the first way, write your menu, Second way, if you have kids, simplify it and give them some options and empower them to make it. And the third way is do your exercise schedule at the beginning of the week so you're not so overwhelmed each and every day. Once you get into this routine, it's going to be very empowering because these things that once weighed you down are going to be second nature. It's going to be very simple to accomplish once you get through about three weeks of this. And yeah, there's going to be a couple of speed bumps and hurdles, but it's going to be very empowering. So I highly recommend as today's Accidentally Fit podcast, think about some decisions that throw you off and make them before that moment. Before that moment of stress and before that moment where you occasionally lean towards choosing something that you would not be happy with if you had more time to think about it. Now, if you've enjoyed this podcast, make sure to follow it. In the following episodes, we're going to have members on, we're going to have stories on, we're going to have adults, and then we're going to talk about real struggles of trying to become healthy and the things that throw us off. Next week, we're going to talk about something near and dear to my heart, which is keeping exercise in the same category as life and not putting life and fitness on opposite ends of a continuum, like they are opposing forces always at battle. We'll talk about a couple tips to make it simple. Put them in the same corner and how to have them support each other. So again, if you've enjoyed this episode, please drop us a review. It's always brought to you by Synergy Athletics, and I look forward to talking to you on the next episode.